0: All right, Platt, (laughs) great history lesson. What does this have to do with us? And I would say absolutely everything. I don't want us to miss that John in this letter is giving a vision for a flourishing community. And that's gonna start with flourishing people who are submitted to the faithful God. We cannot be flourishing humans if we just think the right things and memorize the right facts. We will not be flourishing people if we just place ourselves in the lives of other people who might be emotionally and spiritually mature. We will not be flourishing people if we are not able ourselves to step more fully into a life where we trust Jesus, that we trust God's way of life is actually better than anything else that can be offered. And hear this, there is a multi-billion dollar advertising campaign set to get you to deny that reality. That God is not worth trusting, you need this product. God is not worth trusting, you need this many likes. God is not worth trusting. What you really need to be a full human is lots of people who look at you and think that you're amazing. What you need to be fully human, to really experience true and lasting life, is a certain number of sexual encounters. What you really need in order to experience life in its full and fullest sense is to be able to have this many dollars in your bank accounts. And John's saying that's not true. All those lies lead you to becoming a person who has to hide in the darkness. And hear this, you will never be a more fully formed disciple of Jesus if you're living in the darkness, being defeated by these same lies that our first father fell to. Never. And what I want for Missio Mesa, what I want for every person watching this, what I want for our church and those who even don't yet know Jesus but are a part of our city, what I want is for us to realize that we can trust God. He is absolutely faithful. He will not, has not, cannot let us down, but He guides us into His kingdom where life in God's kingdom is lived by trust and you can't think your way into trusting, you need to experience. And so my prayer is, as we gather even today, that it'd be one step further in us coming closer to just being able to say, Jesus, I trust you. I wanna see us grow up to be mature followers of Jesus. The mature person in Christ is freed from that domination of internal feelings and emotions and those drives and desires that lead us away. We're able to realize we can say no to that and say yes to Jesus, we don't have to fall for the deception of the devil. We're able to live in the life of Christ. The world, as John was talking about it, it's man, it's those different orders of activities and the way of thinking where our feelings, our emotions, our desires, what we feel in any moment needs to drive us. And so we organize things and systemically wanna pursue those ends how do I satisfy how others look at me? How do I manage that? How do I manage and get to experience the most I can with my physical body? How do I arrange my life in such a way that I have the power and I stand above others? And what John's saying is when that lust, that overdrive, that overdesire begins to reign and rule in you, uh, then your mind's twisted, your heart's twisted, and you might be in church, but you're not following Jesus. You might be in a missional community, but love of God is not driving that. You're going to use a missional community, a church, your friendships, your kids, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friend group as ways to satiate those desires, or you're going to see each of those things as ways that you can be a servant reflecting the glory of Jesus. It's one or the other. Epithemia, uh, that desire, that overdrive, pushes us one of those ways. It's a disordered love, as St. Augustine called it. And so what Jesus wants to invite us into, what John wants to show us that he learned from Jesus, is that we can say no to those things. And we can enter into a life that's more whole. All right, Platt, dial it down again for me, right? That just got really heady. Bring me back. Uh, Here's the deal. What this means is that when Amazon auto-populates a targeted ad to you to make you desire something that you didn't even know existed five minutes ago that all of a sudden you needed, that by Jesus's power and with a right alignment in his kingdom, you can scroll right past that and not need to purchase. That you can see this pop up on offer up and say, nope, I don't need that. You can see a new clothes or something else that you're like, man, that would really, really be make me attractive. I love the way that would make me look. And you can say, nope, I don't need that. It can take you and be in a place where you're with your family and you're like, man, do I need to take a photo now to get it on Instagram so that all these different people like it and then I feel validated because they see how good of a friend or a brother or a a dad I am. And I can say, nope, I don't need that. It means that when Netflix pops up with a list of shows that you can watch, many of which are going to take you down a path mentally and in your heart that is far from Jesus, that's going to cause you to, to glory in things that are far from God's agenda that's going to raise up other over-desires in you that you can say, nope, not in God's kingdom, that's the wrong system. It means that when it comes to the systems that we're dealing with today, when it comes to racism that are being exposed, that we can say, oh my goodness, the church was absolutely complicit in using racism to make themselves appear better and to be better and to have more power over others. This pride of life was so prevalent in the church going all the way back to the founding of our country. And we can say that and recognize that, but also say, Not today, that's not what I need to do. I can live different. We can live different. Because the spirit of Jesus empowering us to do the works of Jesus in the place that Jesus has sent us. That we don't have to fall prey to those things. That Netflix, as it comes after us, right? That Amazon, as it comes after us. That the systems of the world that tell you to seek your own self-promotion come after us. We do not have to go the way of Adam and Eve, but we are invited to step into the victories that were Jesus's. And I don't want us to miss that. We simply can. Those other things, they're temporary. But man, life, with God, spent enjoying Him, enjoying each other, being able to walk in the woundedness of this world with hope, that's a full life. And that's what I want for my friends. That's what John wanted for his friends as he wrote this letter. Now, if you're listening, you're like, well, man, what do I do then? Because I don't find most of my life lived in victory. How do I do that? I would say stepping into alignment with Jesus begins with a renewal of your mind. It begins with a renewal of your mind, but then it will shape your head, your hands, and your heart, all of it. Ask the question of yourself, why do I not trust God in the moment when that advertisement comes up? Why do I not trust that God has my best intentions when that video preview pops up? Why do I not trust God's way of life? when it comes to me having to promote myself in order to get what's mine. Entering into the kingdom of God allows us to ask those questions and experience Jesus' answer to them. But I can't answer it for you. You've got to enter into those places. Discipleship is communal, but it is also personal. And so let me just wrap it up here. As you reflect over your life, maybe just this past week, Uh, Which one of those warfare techniques, ancient and modern, did you see most prevalent in your life? Which desire was drawing you away from God's plan and God's purpose and God's invitation into a full life? Was it things that you saw, things you wanted to experience, power that you wanted to grab to be above others? And hear this, those parts of our heart are dark, they're ugly. It plays out in the canvas of our friendships. But John's saying it is safe to bring that into the light because in the light you meet the healing presence of Jesus. In the light and as that prevails throughout a community, we experience the healing presence of Jesus and we're able to step forward in what's next as more whole people who don't have to hide. So I'd encourage you, one, just to ask those questions of yourself. How many purchases have I made that I didn't have to make? Why did I make them? How many links did I click that I should have never clicked? What drove me to that? How many times have I gossiped to make myself seem better than someone else? Jesus, forgive me. And then I'd encourage you, secondly, to confess that to a few other people. And three, spend this week aware of the techniques of the enemy. Yes, all warfare may be based in deception. But Jesus' life is based in truth, and he will lead us as we trust him. I love you guys, and hope this is helpful as you follow Jesus this week. Adios.